So hi um, and welcome to Architecture in the Dem with me, Lisa Rains, owner of the Pride Road Architects franchise. And today I'm talking to Jason Boyle. So hi, Jason, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh, hi. Um, hi, Lisa. I'm Jason Boyle. Um, I'm an architect. I work, um, my day job is working at Sellafield Limited as a nuclear architect. Um, and in the evening um, and my spare time, I'm a mentor, so I mentor people. Cool. And today, generally, we're talking about business confidence. And I suppose what we're doing now, you must, we, we must have a fair amount of confidence to actually go live on a video chat and on the podcast. So, Absolutely. yeah. So have you, have you, do you remember when you first did your first podcast? I do. It was many years ago, actually, uh, believe it or not, because what a lot of people really don't know about me, and it's, uh, I think it is mentioned on Twitter, is I interviewed uh, bands. So I was a music journalist in my spare time many, really? many years ago. Yeah. No, so there's a, there's a, yeah. So, so I haven't told you this, which is uh, why you're surprised. So I interviewed a band called Portugal The Man, which right. you... Um, many of you probably haven't heard of, but they did a song, Feels It Still, which won a Grammy. Um, but I interviewed them, they're Alaskan band, and I interviewed them before they were famous. Um, they were very big in sort of America, and then they had this song and it blew up. But I, yeah, I used to, and I've interviewed all sorts of um, people in the past under, not under my name, but under like a, uh, I don't know, a different name, let's say. Oh, who can we go? Can we uh, find you on on Tinder? You might be able to. It was uh, James. It's James Lamazurier, which is my parents' um, kind of name. My um, on my mom's side. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's brilliant. So yeah, I was doing this in secret uh, for many years before um, before I before I've done these recent podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So um, was. Uh, um, we what platforms were you using, like Spotify or this 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 was before Spotify. <laughs> yeah, they, we had um, like um, web pages, and they would be uploaded onto the web page, and it would be it'd be using Skype. So we record them using Skype and yeah. interview the bands. But what I found is the amount of research you have to do on on people that you don't know. It can take hours of research to get the right questions because if you don't ask the right questions, the band just are not interested because they <laughs> hate doing these interviews. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Oh, my God, that's really interesting. And I suppose that's just a real lesson in kind of just changing how technology changes. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think this year has been the year of of, of Zoom and video mm. calling. Mm. I think we all tinkered with it in the past, most mm. of us. But now it's um, it's an everyday thing for most of us that that work in, yeah. in architecture and, and construction. Yeah, absolutely. So um, so David, who works with Pride Road on the social media side, um, he told me to buy a copy of buy Zoom. Um, so not the whole company, but. Um, by a subscription back in like November and I was like why are you asking me to do this I've no idea and then um come March obviously I was using it all the time 
Yeah. Um, because yeah, because I had a little bit of experience from tinkering, tinkering around with it, um, I knew what to do and how to use it commercially or properly, you know, in your day job yeah. rather than, and and so. I think within the first week of lockdown, I was hosting networking meetings and uh, team meetings and recording meetings and just um, being really feeling really comfortable with it. And you could just take take the lead. Um, and I suppose for me, um, I've always enjoyed kind of like looking at new technology and having a yeah. tinker. Yeah. Yeah. and um a bit of a mess around before you kind of have to use it no and I, I just i just think if we didn't have this technology how would we have got through coronavirus you know, um, you know what would we how would we have uh, have done it i know that the, we've had technology around for a while but i think yeah. the platform is so easy these platforms they, they're mm. great you know to screen share as yeah. well and and how do you feel i mean how, what advice would you give to to someone um, about using Zoom and building confidence in using Zoom? I think it's the perfect way to 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 start before you actually go into public. So if you're doing public speaking, which is nerve wracking, you know, you're physically in that place. Mm. Um, you know, this is like a, a, that step in between. I feel so mm. you could you could be you know you you sat in your own home in a relaxed place that you you feel comfortable with. Um, you've got certain amount of um, distance from your audience, but mm -hmm. it's still connecting with people face to face, and mm -hmm. you know over a virtual platform. So I think it's I think it's great, and I think people will come out of this hopefully being able to, you know, take it to the next step and, and speak in public because mm -hmm. I really can't wait to get back and, and meet people face to face. Mm -hmm. you know. I know me, me too. I, I think I'd say um, if you're using a platform like Zoom, it's, it's get familiar with all the controls because mm. you can really control the meeting. You can you can literally unmute people and unmute people. So, you know, if you're running a team meeting and you've got someone who who talks too much and you can't shut them up on Zoom, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. I think meetings now are much more efficient because, mm. um, they, you know, face to face when you're in groups um, in, in one room, they, they, they are those people, aren't they, that talk way too much. There's mm. those silent people who just sit and listen and they say great things, but just in small bursts. And you, you can, it, with these platforms, control the meeting very well. And um, yeah, I, 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 I can see big benefits in it. Mm. So when we go back to real life meetings and, and networking, do you enjoy networking? Yeah, I love it. I, I, I absolutely love it. And um, I think it's, um, it's that social engagement and interaction with people. I don't think Zoom can and, and these, these sort of ways of communicating with people can never be replaced by person to person mm -hmm. networking. But have you um, always... Have you always liked networking? No, no. <laughs> I mean, I think I was definitely, it's something that I've, you know, when I first used to attend events of networking events or go to conferences, that was probably my first um, sort of um, experience of that. You know, it's hard to make that first approach to kind of talk to someone. Mm -hmm. um, then, so you have to really, really push yourself to do it. And obviously that's what I um, 
help with with my mentoring students that that sort of to get into that mindset of being able to um i set challenges to people for oh, example yes what's the challenge so, so a challenge could be so if you i'll say you know you you know let's agree some um principles of what we're going to do to build some confidence for example so mm -hmm. go into a networking event i think is a step towards building confidence mm -hmm. and what i'll say to that person you know remember business cards mm -hmm. um you know when people had business cards probably people still do i would say i need you to 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 introduce yourself to 10 people and get 10 business cards from that meeting Mm. and show me the business cards to, to you know so so i know you've engaged and i think it was always quite daunting for people to do that mm. but it, but you can you can actually see the transformation when people have been to that event and they've connected with people because i've kind of been i've held them to account essentially mm. Mm. that's that's a great tip i i another tip would be go to a networking event on your own don't go with a buddy yeah because if you go with a friend or a buddy you'll just end up talking to them for yes. the whole time <laughs> yes that's good advice as well yeah. yeah one more networking tip from you networking tip i think you've got to you've got to be aware of time so time with with people so you you, you know it's like going to a party isn't it and you you will talk to someone for a long period of time and not get around the room so you've got mm -hmm. to really, and I've seen some people I've been talking to and I can feel them, right, okay, I've had enough time with you, I'm moving on. Yeah. And I, I was offended at first, but there's this, so you've got to do it in a very sort of way, look, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I've just got to, you know, it's lovely to talk to you, get the business card, make that the end of the, the, the call and, you know, the, the end of the connection yeah. and then move on to someone else so it's time sort of trying to limit yourself to mm. to be aware of that time and what you can do um one thing that i do is is um i might ask um who um who they want to speak to if there's anyone because some sometimes i'll um you know, I might not be able to help someone directly, but I might know the right person. So within that meeting room context, um, I might uh, just introduce them to someone and then move on. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do the same thing on LinkedIn. Yeah. So on, so on LinkedIn, I'll do a similar thing because that's almost that's replaced the networking side of things for me. Um, you know, you'll you might not be able to help because I get I get many people messaging me and mm. you know direct messaging me asking for help, but I might not I might not be able to help them, but I know someone else who can, and, mm. and that's that's why that's why that platform is is really great. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the common challenges people face when networking? Um, well, I think the biggest one is is confidence. Um, you know that that's okay. if you're a fairly reserved kind of person um, making that approach. We've all been there. We've all been stood there, and and no one's everyone's engaged in conversation. And then you can look around the room and you see other people who are just on their own. And that's probably the time to actually go over to someone. Obviously, when they're not talking to someone else. I think that's that's the next step isn't it sort of getting into a conversation and approaching and, and finding out what your way into a conversation is always tricky so that that's um that's something that's um you know that's um 
is, is, is a benefit. I mean, you're asking me for tips on, on networking to, with people. Mm. I think it's, it's um, that if you have that, that confidence and you build that confidence, um, you, you'll enjoy it. And other, I think the other thing is if, if you feel nervous, other people will pick up the fact that you're nervous as well. So you having that confidence makes you connect with much more people um, um, and people are more drawn to you, I would say. They feel more relaxed with you. So, I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's something that I think is, is a life skill. You know, mm -hmm. you need to have that skill. You need to have that skill of keeping it time limited um, and just being aware of your surroundings and being aware of body language. I think body language is, is pretty critical in these situations whereby, you know, you can tell if that person's not engaging with you and mm -hmm. know to sort of change it up or cut it short and move on, mm. you know, because you're not going to get on with everyone. You really <laughs> aren't, yeah. you know. You know, and I'm sure you've had experiences, Lisa, you know, that are similar. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'd say if you're going into a networking event, yes, by all means, collect 10 cards, but try and have a meaningful conversation with one person. Yeah. And then make um make a date to meet them for coffee. Yeah. And so that so it it's the start of building a relationship. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So let's move on. You've been in practice for a couple of years. Um, you've, you've, the networking's really worked for you. Um, and you've put yourself out there, uh, as we all do on social media or um, the internet or with clients. And we start to get a bit of criticism. So, I, I mean, I, I, find that once you start sticking your head above the parapet mm. people are there to take pot shots they're yeah, all, all there ready so yeah <laughs> i know you've um you've got quite a lot of followers on on linkedin are you facing any flack there at all oh yeah lots um it's great i love it um so i see i've got over twenty-eight thousand followers at the minute on linkedin um, which I've been building for years and I have a technique of doing it. I recommend, um, I recommend LinkedIn as a way of building your professional brand. Mm. Um, and I, I try and add 50 people a day. Mm. I try and connect with 50 people a day. And it's in its three various means. It can be people who comment on posts. Um, then I'll try and connect with them. Um, people who like or view the posts as well. Mm. And I, I just think in the engagement on LinkedIn, there's 600 million people on that platform and 250 million active users, mm. which, which is fantastic. Um, and it's a professional network as well. So you haven't got the same. I think people are a little bit more reserved with their comments mm. that they wouldn't be on Twitter or they wouldn't be on Facebook. So um, for me, that engagement is great. I've had people, everyone's got very different views. So I've put things up there to get different people's views and to get sometimes controversial views. And I've had to defend myself. Mm. But again, it's just my opinion. I think one of the big problems on, on LinkedIn, I've found, Lisa, is um, sometimes people don't read 
what you've written. Mm. So they'll jump to they'll jump to the conclusion and then um, you know, you just gotta point out, look, can you read it again? I think you've missed this. <laughs> so can you is there a recent example where you've uh, taken some criticism and how you've dealt with that? Yeah, the, the, the one thing I would say is I've written an article recently, which um, I knew would cause a real debate on LinkedIn, mm. and it has, and it's called The Brock Architect. Mm. So it's about architects um, and their, their salary expectations and their value. And I've had so many comments, public comments, and also ones that are um, sort of in direct messages, private messages. Mm. and you know, people have got very definite views on, on, mm. on architecture and the value. And so I've, you know, some comments I've defended and said, this is my opinion. And some I've just kind of left for others to defend or mm. ignore. And it's, and so I, 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 I got everything together, my thoughts and the polls that I, that I put out there and gave commentary on them. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been a great debate, and I'm going to do a follow up article as well on that. Mm. I mean, how do you stop um, taking things personally if someone's attacked you? Yeah, how do you? Yeah, I think if you're confident confident within yourself and in mm. your own skin, and you believe in what you say, I think it's a really good starting point. If you're um, so, so, so the opposite of that is if you're not really confident about what you're saying um, and you don't believe in what you're saying, then you, you get dealing with that is going to be very, very difficult. Mm. I think I think the way I the way I deal with it, I will say my opinion. You're entitled to your different opinion and I'll just thank them for their opinion. And mm. that's a good way of dispelling it. If you if you attack that person back, I think you get yourself into a, a real issue. So you can you can give your give your point of view, mm. but if you just you know they're not going to always agree with it, you just thank them. I I, I value your opinion and and it tends it tends to quell the situation down, in my experience. Mm. I mean, do you ever take any not take anything personally? Um, I don't know. I've not had, I, I, I've not had, um, I've not been trolled. I don't know whether, right, okay. <laughs> whether you have, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure people say things behind my back, but I really, yeah. I really don't care. Um, yeah. you know, I think you, you just tend to, I think architects generally have quite a thick skin. I think it's that training, isn't it? Of crits and, yeah. and putting, putting their work out there. You're building something. It's your work. It's, I, I, th I think actually, I, I uh, maybe I'm a bit sensitive, but no, I, I kind of, I often read comments or sort of things that happen as criticism, and I, I, I do take things quite personally. Um, Why do you think that is? Insecurity. <laughs> I don't know. Because I was interested in in um, what Ben said when you did yeah. when you interviewed Ben, and he said he wasn't a very confident person. I was quite yeah. shocked. I mean, ex Arabia president. So I'm surprised that you say that you, you know, you're slightly insecure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I think I always want to be liked by everybody. And, you know, I suppose you're not going to be liked by everyone. You're not going to please everyone all of the time. So, you know, you might get a criticism from, I don't know, a client over something. We, we deal with lots and lots and lots of clients. So we do get yeah. the odd thing where a client turns around and says, you know, um, that or actually when they don't want to work with you you know 50 percent of the yeah. time yeah because 50 percent of the time you know we do convert you know a prospect into a workshop so yes. you know we do but you know there's i remember at the beginning there was always that niggle what well what happened to people who didn't you know move forward with us and um you know the, the you sometimes have that inner doubt of why weren't we good enough you know why weren't we the cheapest why why weren't our proposals the most exciting um you know and um you know so a lot of it you can most of it you can rationalize and there's yes. a logical reason however there's still that little bit of doubt of saying well you know i'm not quite good enough for that yeah, I think that 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 again, that's something I really um, read and 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 talk a lot about with my mm -hmm. the people I mentor about this sort of mindset, you know, of of being able to um, build that resilience in yourself, mm. you know, because that's what you're talking about. You're talking about, you know, having that resilience such that, you know, when people make negative comments towards you, you you can actually. Um, um, I don't know, deal with them in a, in a very positive way. Mm. There's, 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 there's many ways of dealing with it. And I think it's, it's even from um, waking up on the morning and waking up with kind of negative thoughts, you know, mm. you've got to switch it up right at the start of the day and, mm. uh, and think of really positive things and go out for a walk and, and, and start the day on a positive. But, it, you know, because there's always different ways of looking at these things. You know, you can either take it, take it badly and take it negatively and your whole day will be ruined. Mm. Or you can actually just um, shrug it off and just, you know, get into um, this positive um, energy. It's, it's building that energy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think what I tend to do is like, um, just start creating positive um, interactions. Yeah, so yeah 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 so that negative doubt you know you then it forces you to say well i will have that conversation with that client and arrange um you know arrange to go and see their finished pro project and get some because you know you're going to get great feedback yeah. and it'll just start pushing you slightly out of that comfort zone i will do that bit of marketing or i will you know post on facebook about you know the next podcast or yeah. you know i will do the video editing and put it put it out and it i suppose for me it does kind of move me move me forward i've, I've got a good technique good technique for this mm. so a good technique for this is um you know a lot of people put off things and they say oh i'm gonna do that i'll do that tomorrow or i'll do that um in, in this afternoon so i just think as soon as you think it Mm -hmm. You count to one, two, three, and you do it. Yeah. yeah. It might be picking up the phone to a client mm -hmm. and um, asking for money. You know, you haven't paid me. 
so I've got I've got an example of that with one one person I mentored, um, who I am mentoring, who um, hadn't been paid, mm. um, and I just said, well, have you done a follow up email or follow up call with this person because they might have simply forgotten, and um, she said, well, no, no I haven't, and uh, you know, and and in in truthness, if if you ask her, she'd actually tell you she was not going to chase it up and she was going to not get paid, uh, which I found quite a strange mindset to to, to be in because if mm. you've done some valuable work, you should be paid for it, mm. and um, so I said, okay, while we, while we're on the phone, you know, get this email type the email out and we'll send it before I get off the phone call. And she mm -hmm. did, she sent it an hour later, she'd been paid. Brilliant. Well, that actually ties in quite nicely with the question that Sharin's asking. So um, okay. she's asking uh, for tips on cold calling. Cold calling. Mm. Mm. I mean, I don't really do a lot of, a lot of that, um, that sort of thing. Um, Cause it's, I guess I guess the only similarity would be is is connecting with people on LinkedIn is mm. like cold calling because no they they don't know you, mm. um, and I think it's 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 always good to personalize any sort of message you know with anything because I get I get well probably fifty messages a day from people selling me visualizations mm -hmm. in, you know in China or, or you know for very good very good prices and they, they, they're just kind of standard push it out over the over the internet which is like what a, like a lot of cold callers are so as if you, if you can actually do a little bit of research on the person you're connecting with and personalize things so that could be like a cold call you, mm. you try and find a little bit about them um but also just pick up on the tone when you call and mm -hmm. You know, don't just have a spiel that's that's kind of robotic. You know, have some personality in your voice. Um, that can always help. It it it's, it's difficult one for me to answer because I don't generally do cold calling. But I mm. the only way I do it is through LinkedIn, really. Mm, mm. I don't know if you've got any advice. If I, if I got you do any that. tips for cold calling. Um, I think it's well I think if you're in a call center then I think the advice is go go for aim for a certain number of no's or a certain number of hang up people hanging up the phone um you know because you know that that is an inevitable part of doing something like that yeah. that people will just switch off so you know if, if you're getting 50 people hanging up the phone then at some point you'll you will have had you know two three four people you've had a conversation with yeah um for me calling um it's um if you get through to someone's answer phone i think a lot of the time people just um if they don't recognize the number they let the number go through to answer phone so yeah, um yeah i think it's about being persistent and consistent and trying that person about three times mm. and not being afraid to do that 
but then after that you know kind of maybe send them a text leave it open-ended and, and, and yeah that's the best way because I mean if people are busy aren't they at home mm. and you might you might just catch them the first two times uh, when when it's not convenient at all you know exactly exactly yeah. or people screen calls I know I've, I've been getting hundreds recently from NHS track and trace because we're oh. in co- we're in COVID lockdown at the moment. My uh, we've been self isolating. Uh, three of my kids had COVID, and I've got a oh my funny feeling I've actually got it as well. But um, yeah, I'm actually self isolating. But track and trace, they've been calling, you know, kind of consistently. Yeah. Um, and you know it was getting to like 10 calls a day from them you know leaving out of phone messages and when you're on the phone or doing something to you just can't pick it up you know you're supposed to but you can't because you're running a business um and then I've just had a whole series of track and trace messages and people just you know um so obviously from a call center you know yeah um giving their spiel you know call us through and then it's amazing when you actually do speak to someone they're like hooray <laughs> how <laughs> are you idea. yes and you can have a real conversation it's quite nice um so we're coming to the end um i think let's just touch on um uh, expressing our value to clients so yeah. I know this was part of kind of one of the, the subjects we wanted to cover. How do we express our value to clients as, as architects, as people? Yeah, I mean, what you, I think what you've got to understand is that there's many architects out there, aren't they? You know, there's, there's many doctors out there, there's many lawyers out there. And, um, you know, if you give good value, a client will come back to you. Um, and expressing that, that value is... Um, obviously, being getting get, giving a good service for a good price, I would say mm-hmm. that's fundamentally what a client wants. Um, I think I think one of the issues with that is the the architect has a real responsibility to communicate what what they actually do. So actually, you know, because I think that's where that's that's one thing because people really don't understand often what architects actually do. I mm. think we all pretty much understand what a lawyer does. We all pretty much understand what a doctor does, you know, gets, his, you know, it's, 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 it's on the TV every night, but I, I don't think there's enough of understanding with clients about what architects do. So if you can communicate with them exactly what you do and what value you bring to the table, mm-hmm. then, give them more than they actually expected, which I think is always a, an architect's skill, you mm-hmm. know, actually giving them more than they, they actually wanted in the first place, then that's, that's, one, that's one great way of showing value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so with Pride Road, we've got um, our, our website is, is really deep so um that when a client kind of lands on our website or a consumer um there's so much information there to understand how we work what we do common problems faqs um and so by the time a client picks up the phone to us they're ready to buy they're ready to make those purchasing decisions and then what our, our first kind of um 
meeting with the clients free and that's the point where we you have the one opportunity to talk through how we work with the yeah. client and, and and express our our value um yes and we do that using a number of tools yeah, and it works just, really well on zoom you know because we can show drawings we can show scale we can show real life projects we can you know you can nip onto google you can nip onto google earth etc etc yeah and i think one of the other the other things is 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 getting them accolades from the clients written mm -hmm. down on the web page so they can see you know, it's like reviews, isn't it? It's like TripAdvisor. Testimonials, yeah. Yeah, the testimonials, which is what mm. I, again, I think is really good for LinkedIn and your mm. profile on LinkedIn, getting them, you know, that then real testimonials of, you know, the, the past work um, and the past, you know, what you've what you've offered and what's great for them, for um, future clients. Mm. Okay, so to end, um, let's just uh, have um, a, a, a learning point about business confident and confidence what's your one idea or tip on improving your business confidence jason one tip mm. i think it's i think it's it's definitely all about taking action so whatever that is um taking action and not just thinking of something um and but taking action on something that you're passionate about so if you if you're passionate about something then you take action then you know you will naturally have a level of confidence mm -hmm. um and that and that's that for me is um is kind of really intrinsic to to building that confidence and mm -hmm. get out of your comfort zone you mm -hmm. know the more and more you do that the more and more you push forward with getting out of that safety net that we're all in Mm. um you know it can grow it grows and grows and grows and it builds and builds and builds cool so i i would say um preparation so if you've got a business meeting or a client meeting prepare for it get the draw you know simple get the drawings mm. ready Be get prepared, them printed yeah. out and you've got something to talk about so you've always got a focus um, yeah. And, um, you know, likewise, uh, if you're going into a networking meeting, get a guest list in advance, work out who you want to talk to, or if there's anyone you know, or if you can help someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think once you've got a bit of preparation, then you can go in more, more confidently to the situation. You feel more comfortable. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for joining us um jason so um next time we're going to be i've, I've made contact with lyra Louie. oh wonderful yeah. yeah and she's agreed to come on a podcast oh she's fantastic yeah so um that's going to be live from chicago <laughs> <laughs> so um i think our next date is oh i think it's about the 19th of december so i'll be putting right. it out on on Eventbrite and um, yeah so if um, you've enjoyed listening to the podcast um, please subscribe um, we're on Spotify um, and 
YouTube as well. So um, please subscribe and get in contact and comment and share and all the rest of that stuff. So <laughs> thanks, Jason. Thank you, Lisa. Thank okay. you.